Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first Coffee Club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We're on episode 88, and on today's episode, Jim, Tom, and I sit down at our Delaware camp and discuss our trip up to recording this episode. We still had two nights to go, but we shared what we were battling, what deer we were encountering, and what tactics we planned to change for our remaining hunts. We also get into talking about some trail cam data back in PA and what we're planning for for this upcoming season a little bit and some other topics fun times with the fellas at camp and just wanted to bring this one to you all so sit back enjoy this fun episode antler up before we get into this episode i want to share with you a few discount codes that will help you save some money and get ready for the upcoming hunting season the elk collective is the virtual elk hunting resource with tons of videos and information to get you ready to chase elk this upcoming season Use code podcast and save $30 today at the elkcollective.com. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. New things are on the horizon, so use code ANTLERUP to save 25% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. Also, just want to say a big thank you to our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings, hand-built in the USA since 2006. Amazing customer service, awesome quality and performance. Their Platinum Series strings are what we all run on our bows. We absolutely love them. Go and create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. What's up, everybody? We are back again for another recording of the Antler Up podcast. We're live. We're in Delaware. We're at camp. And uh, we're in between hunts right now. We have one more full day ahead of us. We have this evening, but we wanted to just sit down, chat, have a, a good conversation. We got Jim D'Agostino and Tom Run Scavage. Run Savage. That's what I call him. Drop time, Tom. Drop time, Tom. Kill Scavage, hopefully. Kill Scavage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, first time being in Delaware, and I don't. I'm early season hunt. When did we decide that we wanted to do this, Tom? Um, it probably had to be kind of end of spring into the beginning of summer. Because we talked about attack, I think, a little yeah. bit. Um, we were just kind of figuring out our options because we knew we weren't going to go out west or anything like that and try and do an early season hunt. So I think that's kind of around. Anytime we could get out hunting before PA season is good hunting. I don't care what it is. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a lot of expectations coming in. It was more just like, you know, try to learn something, try something new, try to challenge yourself, get out of your comfort zone. 
you know, all the stuff we talked about before. And uh, so far, we've definitely learned some lessons. Yeah. I'm excited to take back kind of what both of you said it. You know, obviously, we'll get into our trip, but getting into what we've gotten ourselves into so far here just excites us even more for our season. Yeah, it's, so I've I've kind of been looking at Delaware for a couple of years now. I actually I think it was like three years ago I, I went down here in March or April just to do some spring scouting, just to kind of find some areas I liked and then um, just never panned out. I, I didn't want to, at the time I didn't have any other buddies that wanted to go down and, and camp out or, or, or do whatever. So I just kind of every year come September, I was like, eh, it'd be fun to go down to Delaware because Delaware... I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but their season opens up for archery every year, September 1st. So it gives you a good shot at, at getting something in, in velvet. So um, that was uh, definitely always intrigued me in the back of my mind. Yeah, we had like some other people on Instagram that we knew were actually coming down here first and a couple of days prior to us. And, you know, some pressure they, they talked about, but nothing insane. We haven't seen anybody... Yeah, we've seen a few trucks along the side of the road, but, yeah. like, again, maybe six or seven at most the whole time, and I've yet to see anybody in the woods. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It, it seems like primarily rifle, shotgun season, muzzle yeah. loader. I mean, that's what Google says anyway, too, but that proves to be true with all the pre-hung stands and ladder stands and stuff that were coming across that have, like, weeds growing through them. Yeah. Well, and talk, I, talk I to our benefit, too. We came... It, today, it, we, we arrived on a Wednesday, too. So, right. that, I mean... Tonight and tomorrow will also, Friday, Saturday, will tell us how the yeah. hunting pressure turns into. Well, Jim, you brought up a good point last night after our hunt about number-wise, and you were talking about doing a little bit more of the numbers of deer. and. Yeah, so they, they said that, um, obviously, their big harvests are in the um, shotgun and muzzleloader seasons. And they said, like, I think it said statewide online, for muzzleloader alone, right? They were, their harvest is between thirty-five and 40,000 deer. Uh, which sounds like a large number, but like to put out in perspective, uh, just one unit in Pennsylvania, like where we hunt, sells 70,000 doe tags. So, in hindsight, it's really not right, not that much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here the state, you know, for for 300 bucks out of state, all in, you get two buck tags and four doe tags, which is crazy. So you would think that the numbers here are probably insane since they're trying to get guys to knock them down. Um, Tom, what about what other some things have you taken away already from this trip? Um, so I, I didn't. I was able to come down here. Was like a little over a month, month ago, ago, just yeah. to kind of. I had some areas mapped out that I, I that looked awesome on the map, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be prime. Because again, coming back from where from where we live in in PA, like I'm not used to ag at all. Like I, yeah. I, I kind of hunt around like the farthest I could away from ag and look for other food sources. So I'm more of kind of like focus on on, on browse. So coming down here definitely like initially i think was was more interested in like seeing what all this ag was like and then soon realizing that there's so much of it out here that it's it's really no different than let's say a, a big wood setup that you're in whatever endless amounts of, of hardwoods it's just endless amounts of corn and beans like where do you kind of decipher of, of where to go and break that down even farther to, to, to find these little pockets of deer because again you drive you drive down the roads here and that's that's all it is corns and beans yeah that's been our big thing is trying to locate the deer and figuring out what's the food source that they're on i mean we heard kind of maybe check out corn and timber and we did that and kind of came up with not much and then we get into some beans and beans and crp is where it's at right now yeah my uh 
when I was down here a month ago, I found two spots that I, that I liked. Um, I did put out two cameras, two prior. Um, so the first spot I ended up hunting the first night, and uh, I bumped a, a small little uh, a spike or three-pointer out of uh, the CRP probably within, I don't know, 20 yards of me. It ran out after I actually walked past it. And then I checked my camera, and that same deer was on that camera, and then also two decently sized eight-pointers were on camera as well. So then I kind of went to a spot where, a little bit in the woods, um, kind of on the edge of a cornfield, and I, I bumped I, what I'm thinking is one of those eight-pointers just by the, the frame when it bumped out. And again, it was very close I walked up to before it did spook, and they are kind of, again, right along the edge, not really in the woods, but like just, just, yeah. out, like just inside the woods from the, from the fields which I think we came to realize that most of the deer we were seeing and bumping were either in open fields or, or CRP grass or, or whatnot, not really anything in the hardwoods that we were spooking or, or, or finding. I don't know. It's been, it's been a fun challenge. It's just, like you said, Tom, it's something totally new with the ag and trying to find the pockets of deer. I mean, last night after light, I mean, we, we saw a crap ton of them. I mean, we saw about 50 different deer. Now And then that's where it's like, okay, well, maybe that's why... You, you get all those doe tags. We just got to locate them, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get on them. Yeah, just a short drive back to camp. We, uh, you know, just through the headlights and, and using a little spotlights and just on the field edges and stuff, just to kind of see what was around. There was, you know, we came across a field that it just it looked like there was a million eyes and it looked like a rock concert. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the deer are there. You just got to find the food source, which is unbelievable because this whole state's a food source. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. So it's just got to get lucky. That's really what it comes down to, I think. Well, we have a plan for tonight, yeah. kind of where Tom Tom saw a good amount of different bucks, and uh, so we're going to kind of do a little triple team on that, just possibly, and the wind's not ideal, but it's kind of getting down to crunch time, and we're going to just get a little bit more aggressive and still keep things as much as we can in our favor to do that. Yeah, last night I, I hung, or I, I, I went across the street from um, where I hunted the night before, which across the street ended up being a, a bean field, so I kind of walked the a big bean field i kind of walked the back end of it and there was i think there was two two different little crp fields that were back in there and i, I thought like if, if 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 i was a deer assuming the beans are going to be the the main food source for the evening i'd probably be want to stick in somewhere close to that those back fields and um my 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 assumptions paid off i got in the stand and probably around um i don't know maybe six o'clock or so ended up seeing a fawn pop right out of the the grass that i was looking at um was feeding there it actually never the whole night just stayed in that little area but as i'm watching this little fawn i look off to my right into the major bean field and i see this little bachelor group of of i think three to four different bucks i think two of them were hard horned two of them were still in velvet started feeding in the beans that i walked by so i'm getting all excited like okay like some some deer are definitely going to be coming out tonight um, I, I'm watching this fawn the whole time again, probably within 50 yards of me, and she keeps kind of looking back behind her. So I, I knew that there was going to be probably some more deer coming from the CRP, and then sure enough, eventually stands up this this beautiful nine-pointer, probably 115, 120 class buck um, came out, and I was kind of in a pinch point where I thought that um, if these deer were coming out of the CRP, they'd have to go through this little uh, little funnel to get into the field. But I didn't kind of zoom in enough on my onyx and realize at the other end of the, the CRP there was another little opening. So that, that buck walked about 80 yards just straight across and went out in the beans. But after I got done watching that buck, I, I glanced back on the bachelor group that I saw earlier feeding in the beans and uh, saw this oh my, tank, tank of a deer. It was mm-hmm. unreal. Like 
the deer I shot last year was nice, but this, this deer was even bigger. So he's probably 130, 140 class buck, just hard horned and tons of mass, long tines. Like, again, he's probably 300 yards out of the bean field, but uh, hopefully tonight we can come up with a plan to, to intercept him before he gets there. Any of those, I'll I'll be happy. Hundred <laughs> percent. And we should we should have known because when we were driving around scouting in the rain, you know, we came across some bean fields, and that's when we saw those two giants. Yeah. Out, you know, 250, 300 yards out in the field, and uh, and the two fawns that we kicked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that we were seeing was in beans. So. It just seemed like yesterday. I mean, it it rained, and we put some miles on on the boots on the ground, and walking through some drainages, and it was a productive day. Yeah. It was, and uh, you know, at least we're it's not for the lack of trying. Yeah, just even even just last night, just that experience of seeing those deer and, and being in out of state and on public land, like I consider that a win and yeah. worth the trip. Just alone, even if I don't send an arrow. Yeah, heck yeah, I mean, this has been fun. We're reeling them in. I mean, yeah. with a limited time, we're here for a total of four days. Well, it'll be four days by the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I feel like if we had another week, I feel like there would be bloodshed for sure. Have the opportunity to knock on some doors too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we, we stayed that long. Yeah, I know. Well, you you were trying out some new gear for yourself, Tom. For uh, yeah, yeah, this is the first time in the stand, and um, unfortunately, the last two weeks or so kind of got a little hectic. I had all these intentions of kind of getting in all my gear, kind of like in the tree and practicing with before the season, and it kind of just got away from me, and I just um, got three sits in now so far and um, I'm really liking my setup I have the the timber ninja sticks which are I got in the winter time but it's the first time using them um, on the tree as well as the, uh, the out on the limb the hush stand um, which I'm really liking and just it's it's so convenient just to throw a stand up in a tree one-handed while you're on the sticks that weighs eight pounds it's just it's a huge difference so that, that four pound difference from my other stand like it's it's noticeable even walking out every night I'm like what did I forget? Like my, my bag just weighs so much less than what I'm used to that I have to look around to make sure I didn't leave anything on the ground. No, it's it's compact. It's it's a nice little setup. You're running the Mystery Ranch. Yeah, the uh, so I actually is the Mystery Ranch bear tooth bag that I got for my Western hunts, which is uh, I don't even know what the the size is, but it's 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 good enough for like a seven day back country hunt. I ended up getting a, a bag which is like the mule bag, which is maybe like a thousand cubic whatever bag and that's what I run for my whitetail setup and um, like I said I'm really liking how it's performing and I'm, I'm actually this trip has made me even more excited to get back home and, and hunt uh, where where I've been scouting spent a lot of time focusing on this past winter and summer so so drop time Tom down here <laughs> what uh t- speaking of home what's what's your year and kind of expectations or or goals for for this season because i know i mean we've been sending photos of yeah. nice deer back and forth but what's what's the game plan you think for yourself um so i, I up my uh my trail cameras probably almost in half of what i had last year so i'm up to like at least 20 21 cameras i have last year i had like 10 or 11 um so i have more cameras out i'm getting uh there's two good areas that are, are new to me for hunting this year but i'm kind of familiar with just from from being around the area hunting different parts and um, I'm, I'm really happy with some of the buck that I'm, I'm getting on camera and my intention every year is I, I don't like to last year was was uh, obviously a, a fluke year I had a one buck that I really like like the target and uh, I was lucky enough to get it done the second hunt of my season but right. I, I really just I go in the intention of any three and a half year old PA buck in the 
game lands and public land is is a trophy to me so i've kind of just kind of always shoot for that goal like mature deer the best i can find and like i said if i'd rather go into an area that maybe i have three or four of them rather than one or two just to kind of give me a little bit better odds of hopefully seeing one of them is there anything that you changed up this this summer for cameras being that you have so many like you added to the arsenal um, like you change up anything like, Hey, I'm going to try to do like obviously new spots, but like, are you looking into different like features, terrain features? So I, I focus a lot of my cameras more on actually like just different trails, like, like whether man-made, like, um, like I like focusing around the different clear cuts and, and so forth. So anything that's like a, a man-made trail that I feel like the deer are going to kind of more likely to travel on to get to these thicker cover for bedding and food is kind of where I've scattered a lot of my cameras um, which has shown that the deer are like I said traveling out of those areas and then also like terrain features regarding like elevation just trying to scatter more of them at different elevation heights just to see like I said where are they spending their time in and just trying to figure out that pattern of uh, where they're going to be mainly focused at. I, I have a few on some scrapes which I, if I find a nice scrape in the woods I'll definitely mark on my my onyx and come back to it and put a camera. put a camera on. But like I said, so far most of my cameras are producing the nicer deer on those kind of travel areas more so than the scrapes. Isn't it amazing how lazy whitetails are? Like for for being as <laughs> stealthy and smart as they as they can be, and being able to slip through like the thickest woods possible, they just take the path the least resistance all the time. Mm -hmm. And like he's saying, like those old AB, ATB trails are clear cuts and they just come walking right down the middle of them most of the time. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Well, I kind of been saying that too on the podcast and uh, in different areas too of saying, like when I go back at home and hunt up at the club, I mean, Jim, you had the opportunity to come up there with me on that North Road. And I said, you know, we, you you walk up this this old, you know, ATV road. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's a steep hill. So not a lot of traffic is even you could get on there, but those deer walk parallel with that mm -hmm. instead of going through all that thick stuff in the timber they'll just go in 30 40 yards where they got a good canopy that dark cover and they'll they'll bed right down there mm -hmm. but i mean you see rubs especially some of the bucks like some of those trees right along i mean you could go down in the bottom or wherever you are hunting like for me and my dad we walk out and you just walk up the road and after a long day hunt you're like there's a rub I'm like you gotta be kidding me it's just right here on the road and that's i changed a lot of my my tactics i used to try to go in deep and get in that deep cover and i would come up with nothing and or i would look and i would see deer more so to that road and when i moved that to that that's where i had success yeah, yeah. um but yeah you know since the last time too that we had the conversation of the podcast episode of you and i up at the club doing that the mock scrape that we talked about that day that's producing a lot of you were just saying tom like i mean i'm getting does i'm getting bucks and they're all checking out that mock scrape and all we did was just break a piece of branch off and put it down, and there you go. Yep, mock scrape. You threw a little bit of scent down. Yep. And it was right on an intersection of four trails. It was a great spot, great choice. I mean, that night, we you had deer getting in on it, and now since they laid that natural scent, it's just been hot. Yeah, it took a couple weeks till I got, like, a good buck on there. I mean, now it's been a couple weeks, but uh, once a buck came, they started coming in bunches, and which is fantastic because for me and my dad, we wouldn't get deer routinely or bucks on camera till like now or mm -hmm. like within a week and we've been getting them pretty consistently more so on my camera than my dad's which uh hey maybe it's that every other year thing where 
different movement patterns just because last year well, I didn't get anything down there. Now this year it's it's hot again. So all we did was shift your camera like maybe 40 yards, 30, 40 yards from your yeah. other stand, put it on that intersection, made a mock scrape. That's really the only change. So maybe you just needed the, your cameras were just out of the zone. Where that mock scrape is, there's a perfect tree about 16 yards mm -hmm. that we were kind of like, that's a good tree and that's a good tree. I could get in there pretty quickly, pretty sneaky, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully have a good opportunity. And you still have that pre-hung set that you could always bump back to yeah, it if I you have to. Yeah, it's too high. I, I wouldn't want to, you know, I just, not because like, oh, I'm saddle hunting. I just, I don't know. There's just something about, I feel like since I made that higher for my dad, I, I wouldn't want to get back into it. Right, true. Yeah, shot angles. and Shot angles yeah. and, uh, you know, just whatever. But I'm excited. It's a good yeah. You know, we, Dimitri and I have been putting out a lot of cameras more so too, like locally. And we're getting more deer, more more bucks on camera too. Like nothing, you know, nothing what you're getting, Tom, and stuff. But at the same time, I mean, the, this is the the quantity and the quality has been heck of a lot better than what it's been the last two years. So I'm excited for this year. I don't Kind of like what you're talking about, Tom, about your goals and, you know, your expectations. Maybe shooting a three, three-and-a-half-year-old buck on public land like drop time tom has got yeah. another drop time it, on camera yeah. surprisingly enough i do i did check my cameras like maybe it was a few weeks ago and i, I looked and i'm like shit that looks like another drop time this buck and yeah. it's not even in, in the same uh area, area where i shot the other other deer at so I'll, I'll be interested to see if i get them on camera the next time i i check it hopefully now how, how, how many uh how many times do you check your cameras just because again you have no cell because you normally yeah, don't so have service 100 percent, they're all self-check cameras no cell cameras I've, i i did try to get that delta or the, yeah, the multi -delta, delta cam and it just i didn't have great cell phone service and it was spotty to begin with a little bit when i was testing it out and i just ended up returning it but um yeah um so when <laughs> i, I put them all out, out um in i think i put them out in beginning of june it, it, I, I did a, a 12 mile round trip to kind of mm -hmm. get all, most of them out in this one i'd say one area but there was maybe three right. pockets of area that i i covered and um i've only actually checked those one time so far and that was around a little after the fourth of july time so i'm definitely way overdue like i said life just kind of got a little busy the last couple of weeks and uh just haven't had time to get out there and I also don't really want to push the envelope checking cameras too, too close to mm -hmm. season starting as well. So, like I said, if I can get out in a couple of days here when we get back from this trip and just kind of figure out which ones I really need to check and move, because I still have maybe two or three cameras that are just kind of on these little Sakuta food plots that all summer produce well. But, again, people are going to start getting the woods now, and I don't really want them to yeah. be finding my cameras checking them or stealing them so how do you feel about that and this is this is to the two of you because i feel like Demetri and i have this where we'll set out cameras we rarely see a camera out like say when we put them out say in june or mm -hmm. even in may or whatever have it and then now all of a sudden when certain gates start to open and more yep. people could get in there you know what's your like how do you feel about that like you're like dang you know what i mean or like you have these honey holes or you think you have these honey holes and now these deer start to transition like what's as much as i love people getting into hunting and and the this industry continuing to grow it's like people suck you well, know yeah well, look at bill people yeah exactly i mean you know and you remember the story of what i told you what i dealt with last year guy sabotaging my spots yeah. and uh bill from partner is dealing with that too you know guys taking his camera and hanging it 10 feet higher in the tree off of his uh Mock scrape, uh, scrape rope and uh you know just people stealing stuff all together yeah you know it's it's a shame but so people do ruin things but 
so th that's my only take is I try to stay as far away from people as possible. But some of the best spots are, you know, Where still easy accessible. Yeah, easy accessible. Like it's the path of least resistance again, you know. And now guys are into this, you know, public land uh, backpacking hunting style, which we've been doing for years, but now it's cool. Yeah. So now people are riding their, you know, Baku bikes in or uh, backpacking in and getting deeper and, and it's getting tougher. So you're just yeah. trying to, it's been, hunting is hard enough as it is. And now it's just another level of difficulty that's been added. But what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like I said, people can suck sometimes. And, I, I, again, I, I take any benefit you can when things happen. Like when they do open up the gates, like, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of that too. And I'm going to drive mm -hmm. back to, to a little bit farther. Um, I You have to – anymore, you just have to hunt the people just as much as you hunt the deer. Mm -hmm. Like you have to think about that every hunt you go out of. And then I've also kind of focused not necessarily like, yeah, like – on a map, this might be three miles back, and it might look like the ideal spot, but maybe finding that secondary spot that looks not as nice, but is still going to have some of those features or still might attract a deer that maybe, like I said, somebody that's getting back out there, mm -hmm. they're going to focus on that really nice spot, and you're kind of yep. a little secondary transition area is, is well, what I've kind of realized. You, let me have you elaborate more on that, because you listen to podcasts, you listen, you watch TV shows, and you know, for someone listening, like when you, like for you, like you just said, like, oh, man, if it looks really good or if, it, you know, this spot doesn't look so good, like what makes a spot look primo to you compared to a spot maybe not so primo? So a spot primo, I mean. Now we're talking back at home. We're yeah, talking, so you know, mountain. I'm talking back in PA, quote, unquote, mountain country areas. Mountain bucks. Mountain bucks. So it's like it's, it's, what, it's what you hear about in all the podcasts. It's what you kind of try to key in on. And, I'm, I'm, again, these are where the deer are. So mm -hmm. it's not like. That people are wrong about this but like i said those those areas that are like, so you have the, the big woods are unbroken timber is what it, it means you're trying to fight focus on those areas that whether it's it's clear cuts cuts whether it's food plots anything that's kind of going to break up that habitat create more browse more cover that's where the deer are going to focus in on so like i said that that those are the first spots you're going to key on to look for and, and to go hunt and usually those are the key the spots that people that necessarily maybe are out of state or or just coming up for a weekend hunt that's where they're going to go too right so it's kind of backtracking off of of those areas to find these more kind of secluded areas that the deer might be using but not as 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 uh enticing on on aerial photos um just i mean for example going back off that the buck i shot last year the food plot where i was getting all the pictures of them like i i pulled that camera come september because i assumed that people we're going to go back there even though it was it was a, a two miles back there i assume people were going to try to hunt around it and i did find a stand kind of just off the edge of it on, on another side of it but where i shot that buck i took my buddy back there after the season was over and like i was like oh this this is the spot this is where i where i hung my stand he's like here like like why did you hang a stand here there's no rubs there's no scrapes there really wasn't much sign and it just happened to be like just this little bit of a a little bit of a pinch point and like sit down below was thick cover where I assumed they were bedding. Mm -hmm. Again, I got lucky. Like that's just right. kind of what I thought maybe a deer would come up from to hit that food plot at the, in the evening time. So that's just kind of my one example of, of that kind of secondary spot that not necessarily might not look good as good in the map because it's not really as, as subtle. It is time for this week's Vortex Nation highlight. Hey guys, my name is Tim Sisak. I'm from Northeastern Pennsylvania, and this week's tip is on understanding deer trails. 
Although it's not talked about much amongst the industry, but knowing how to dissect a deer trail can lead to greater success. I categorize a deer trail into three groups, primary, secondary, and tertiary. Primary trails are self-explanatory and most obviously identify as a main trail. They're used by most game and usually used by the local herd consistently. Secondary and tertiary trails are completely situational to each area. These routes serve as escape routes from open to cover, allow for bucks to scent check bedding areas without exposing themselves, and serve as more hidden connections to the bedding areas. One way to better understand an area is to use a mapping app like Onyx. Hike the deer trails with the tracker on. You can drop waypoints at main intersections so you can return to that area to document the intersecting trail then. I typically identify the trail as a primary, secondary, or tertiary when finishing the trail, and then I color code the track accordingly. You'll be able to completely lay out that area from an aerial standpoint after you get home. I've had most of my consistent success on secondary and tertiary trails that these bucks will travel while taking advantage of the natural landscape. They'll never even know a hunter was present. Next time, step away from the obvious trails and off the beaten path to find these productive trails and improve your success. Rubs and scrapes can kind of be misleading because bucks that are traveling anywhere for whatever reason that they're traveling for are just laying down rubs and, and scrapes everywhere just because that's what they do. I mean, yeah, okay, there might be some rhyme and reason to that and historically where they are patterning like their kind of quote-unquote like territory, but I mean, it, it could be just as random as you or I going in and, mm-hmm. and, and scratching a tree, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big trail guy, so like I look for like a, like heavily beaten deer paths. I mean, if if it's been heavily beaten, that means deer obviously have used it. And at some point in history, there's a natural scent there at some point, And, you know, there's a good chance that a deer is going to take that path again at some point. Yeah. So that, you can't beat the tracks. Like, no, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. No. And that's honestly, that's what I kind of did in, uh, our one night here. You know, I got, uh, you were on that field edge and I kind of worked around. I was like, okay, well, like the deer got to come out from, you know, we, I went to a power line kind of uh, spot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, these deer could come down from this bottom, kind of peek their head up over and say, we good? <laughs> you know, let's come mm-hmm. out. And I, at first I didn't care for my spot. I was just getting a little bit, you know, too late, uh, not getting in as early as I wanted to. There goes the chestnuts. Wow. Broke. Watch your head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And as I got up there and I was re-looking at it, I'm like, okay, I actually do like this spot because there was a creek bottom. Uh, if the deer were going to come out from the timber on my side, they would have to walk right by me. Uh, if they were crossing the creek, they would have to cross right in front of me. And I was able to see up on the power line, and that's where I saw deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if those deer would have kept coming and didn't go back into the timber on their side. But even if they did and they wanted to work to the field... They still could either, they could have done one or two things. They could have walked that timber line all the way up, and yes, I wouldn't have seen them. Or if they would have come come out towards me to poke their head up over, I would have still had a shot. The farthest shot would have been a 30, 40-yard shot, and that's what I've been mm-hmm. practicing on. So kind of like what Jim, my, my point is getting, I like those trails because when I was going in, I got, you even said, Tom, when I sent it to you, is there a trail? I was like, yeah, that's what I walked in on. And that's why I'm a big trail guy as well. That's anytime I could get in on that. I'm like, okay, deer are moving somewhere using this for a reason. I think we give, not that they don't deserve it, but like I said, they're still deer. Like, yeah. like they're, they, I don't know. We, we kind of make them out that they're master physicists or something like that that they're like <laughs> impossible to figure out and all yeah. which which again they, they are hard to figure out but if you have a well beaten down trail you know the deer are walking there it's just something i feel like doesn't get talked about or it's not as mm-hmm. sexy as other stuff is like 
like betting said, and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. It, yeah, like I said, you, you know, like if you can figure out the betting, the feeding, like just kind of narrow all that down and you see where they're traveling, like, yeah, throw a sit or two there and see what happens. 100%. Like, I'd so, I, you're eventually going to see a deer because mm-hmm. they're obviously in that area and traveling on it. So, A lot of my success has been on those trail routes. Go, going to feed or coming from waking yeah, up if, or whatever if you, if you find what deer are eating and you find at like a thick cover where you know that they're most likely going to be bedding mm-hmm. or um, high probability or high probability yeah exactly and then you find a couple of paths or even a path that is in between the two sit there i mean why why wouldn't you sit there right you know i've done even like if if i'm on that and i see deer and they don't use that specific path and i you know it, they go down and it's mm-hmm. getting down towards the end of the night i know it's not a far path i'll walk to it mm-hmm. you know mark it on, on like on on your app or whatever you're, you're using so then maybe next time you know you have that opportunity in there okay what's what's what are the conditions for this evening you know why were they using this specific path could they you know you throw up do you split it <clears throat> okay i was in this tree that's the path that they were on. Maybe go somewhere in between. So then if they use the one that you originally set up on, mm-hmm. you have a shot. Yep. If they use the one that you, they were on earlier, you have that shot as well. Now, I'm not a wildlife biologist, but I would You're assume not? that... No. But I would assume that deer have some sort of a memory or uh, something that just makes them feel comfortable. Like, like if they've been somewhere before and right. they've gone from A to B before comfortably without being pushed or f- a fear of being, like, you know, eaten or whatever... Uh, they're probably going to take that route again at some point. So, yeah, paths are. I, I would hit. I would hit the trails. This is a little good, a little setup. I like it. The where we're at. Yeah. Uh, not. Not. You know. I think I just googled like uh, campgrounds in Delaware and. Cheap. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a little over two hundred bucks for, for three little, nights and yeah. the little cabin. We have AC. Split we have a three microwave. ways, which is clutch. Yeah. You really. It's. I, if I could transport this little cabin to. Uh, back at home and have it somewhere in the mountains and could, could hunt out of it. It's perfect. There's living. no, you don't have a kitchen or a bathroom, but you have electric, you got heat and AC, you got bunks, you know, place to stay dry and warm mm-hmm. and comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's got a little porch on it. It's perfect. Fire pit. Fire pit. Table. Yep. Shitty, shitty wood. Oh yeah. The Delaware wood is terrible here. What yeah. about the bugs? Yeah. Dude, that's the other thing. Th- that's the other part I'm having difficulty with hunting in this time of year, even if it's back home is the spiders. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big sissy when it comes to spiders and snakes, and this is like the prime habitat for both of yeah. those. So, and there's like freaking tarantulas, these things that we're yeah, walking into. Massive. Spiders are my number one biggest fear, but like in my subconscious, like growing up as a kid, I love Spider-Man. So like, mm-hmm. even though I hate them, I'm like, if one did bite me, and like, there's a chance that you could become. I could get a superpower. Yeah. 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 And then, like, I, I thought w- your superpower is drop time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> drop time, Tom. Dude, he's had a superpower this whole week. Yeah. And then I, I cut my gear, I'd be at one pound. If I was a, if I was like Spider Man, I could just sling a web up. Think about I'd that. I'd get like 15 feet up in the air. Yeah. Hang a little platform and, like. Yep. Yep. We should create a new comic book character of a hunter. That'd be sweet. Saddle Man. Yeah. Saddle Man. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's great. He'd have to, he would have to look like Ernie from uh, with Tether with the long hair. Yeah, definitely. All right, go ahead. I was saying uh, before we even, before you even got here on the first day, I was like, I was like, dude, Tom is going to be on deer. I'm calling it right now. He is like, drop time, Tom. He's got the hot hand. He's going to be, he's going to figure it out. He's going to figure it out fast. And yeah. like, dude. First night goes out. First night is like, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to try this spot. <laughs> like, I got no real, I got a couple of, like, you know, thought out reasons why I picked this spot, but just kind of a guess. 
and then bang, jumps two bucks. And then now oh, the next night I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try this out across the street. Looks pretty good. And then it's like, oh, okay, like 150, 130. It just shows you. We have, you and I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, well, you guys do. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've, been, we've been like, we could have shot a couple of fawns, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's a I, I hear we could have had one like a, a stack them up. Yeah, we could have. We could have taken some pictures, made them look bigger, and like really like broke the internet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> People would have been mad. We would we would 100% be on Make Hunting Great Again if we uh, yeah. stacked a couple fawns up and were like posing <laughs> pictures. And <laughs> got it done in Delaware, man. Uh, DIY out of state. Yeah. <laughs> Our trigger fingers were getting a little itchy. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I uh, didn't change. I haven't changed anything from last year as far as like my set, setup goes. I mean, really, the only thing I talked about it too was late season. I ran the. The smaller millimeter rope sizes from tether for my tether and lyman's rope yep um i gotta get used to figuring out though like with my tether line with the rope when it just dangles i gotta be able to uh i daisy chain mine you daisy chain yeah you teach me so that street that sh- shortens it up it goes from like a it's probably like a 200 foot long piece right when you're yeah. all choked up and that takes it down to like it maybe an eight inch piece okay and it just kind of hangs there and it, you could easily pull it out daisy yeah. chain you know so with that, because I mean, it just it crumbles up so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. It's so much lighter mm-hmm. compared to the rope that you're using. Yeah, I'm using the original yeah, the stock 12, 12 millimeter, yeah. which I'm a big guy, so I kind of I felt more comfortable with that. But now knowing what the other stuff can handle, mm-hmm. I'm running the eight millimeters on my ninja sticks. So yeah. I'm gonna definitely switch it up. That'll help save some space and some weight. Yeah, we did. We uh, recorded a video too today of uh, different pack setups. Uh, we did a budget friendly with Jim's, just like yep. with his Alps bag, and then you know higher end with the Kafaru, but uh, just something to to do. So it was not. Look yeah, out. we're not professionals by any means no. when it comes to this equipment. There's a bunch of uh, material and different uh, features that the bags have that I'm sure I didn't touch on it or per- pronounce correctly. So I apologize for that, but um, hopefully it gives people an idea of what two different options you can kind of go yeah. for. I think, Tom, like, your setup is, is slick. It's perfect for your needs. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like, I mean, you could, no matter what you're doing in any facet, what, even outside of hunting, there's so many ways to skin a cat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Unless you're a Spider-Man. Yeah. We're not going to get much. Is that a cat? No. It might be a cat. Yep. She might purr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, I got the Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, anyhow, where were we talking about? Mm. Whitetail hunting? Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I was I'm looking not going at, back to the state I was looking again. at a different whitetail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, uh, being able to really blow the dust off the equipment and get back into, like, my routine and mm-hmm. how to set up, you know, even though it was just last year. And it I takes pra- a bit, yeah. Yeah, I practiced with it a little bit at home, but that's mm-hmm. nowhere near, like, when you're in game mode. No. You know what I mean? So, it felt good to be able to um get all the stuff back out and figure back out my you know my routine and i'm gonna be if anything i get anything from this is i learned a ton about how to hunt this type of terrain which i could benefit from if i get a little bit of ag time at home and i definitely realize what i need little things i need to tweak with my setup yet with Mm -hmm. my gear Mm -hmm. and um i'm gonna be more prepared for the pa season than i ever have been i feel feel like now it's like okay i got my you know bearings i'm up in the tree i could you know whether you how many times you practice it at home and shoot and you know all that type of stuff but when it's it's game time it's different you gotta be quiet you gotta be a little bit more stealthy and uh and like that. even just like yesterday to today was just like every last two days like mm-hmm. just every day with every setup was getting a little bit smoother and a little mm-hmm. bit better and like 
just having that before you go into this se our season back at home, like it's just going to be that much easier, and the learning curve is going to be that much less again. I agree. I encourage more people to come to Delaware. I mean, it's tough, but obviously the food sources are unbelievable. If you could just get throw a little bit of luck in there and put some 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 time in scouting. I think you could have some success. I mean, the deer here, every, all the deer we've been seeing are extremely healthy. Oh, my gosh, Even the yeah. fawns are, like, with the white spots on them are looking like they're every bit of, like, you know, 80 pounds. Like, they, they look girthy. They look yeah. healthy. So a Set of loins on the mall. Set of loins. Yeah. Set of loins. I <laughs> like it. You guys want to talk about anything else? We can keep it a short one. or uh, Yeah, I mean, hopefully we, we uh, can do a post-podcast uh, yeah. with some, some buck on the, the ground. If not, then we'll... That's yeah, we we talked about uh, pretty much everything. I mean, the do's and don'ts. Yeah, what we learned so far. I mean, mm -hmm. there's still two more days here yet. I think I think for for right now where we're at, the biggest thing is trying to figure out where where and what the deer are doing for as far as feeding and bedding. Because like you said, you know, we're thinking like, oh, are they just outside in that little bit of timber to come out to the fields? You know, and last night they're in the CRP. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, so they're just very close to their food sources right now and they're just, just doesn't seem like we didn't bump any, we walked four miles yesterday walking around with like not one deer we bumped in the woods. Like other other than those fawns that were already all, feeding. Yeah, and it's all, where we're at here, it's just all pines and everything. Like there's yeah. no real reason they need to to spend their time in there i'm sure it would be a, a hell of a good time down here in gun season once like the beans are all dead and once they cut the corn like mm -hmm. all the deer are gonna be pushed into these little pockets mm -hmm. of hardwoods and i'm sure that's when it's it's prime but right now with all this food and everything like i just they're just so close to it one thing that might be obvious for a lot of people but it was i learned for the first time down here was that um you know the way that if depending on what app you're using whether it be spartan forge or onyx or base map or what have you um, if the, the fields are marked with a, a specific crop, it's probably been rotated. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about that because I'm not familiar with that, that type of stuff. So, you know, where it was marked as corn last year, it's beans this year, and it, that, that, held, that held true yeah. vice versa everywhere that we've been so far. So that's just something else to look out for if you're e-scouting. Right. Try to consider thinking that that's probably been rotated. It might be a different crop. Hence why, like, the scouting in person yep. is, is obviously ideal. Like, so when I was down here, I marked, like, cornfield, soybean, cornfield, soybean, like, just to have a little bit of sure. a, a head up. And like I said, I wish I did a couple more times just to, to give us that benefit. I think scouting more would have definitely helped us kind of, like, limit that lear learning curve of where to focus on deer. But like I said, we're, we're what, day two into it now? Mm -hmm. or, and we're, at least we're, we have a good, good strategy ahead of us. And Yeah. We've seen deer. Yeah, that's... Seeing deer, reeling them in slowly, you know, hopefully they're a little even closer tonight. That's yeah. all we can ask for. And we're excited. We're going to throw the kitchen stink. We're going to get aggressive. And, I mean, this is Day and a half do. left, man. We're throwing yeah. a Hail Mary. Out of, out of state, we're not coming back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is this is it. So we don't, we want to make it happen, and let's get, let's do it. Let's have fun. That's that's number one. That's number one. We is, got 18 deer tags between the three of us. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Not one like, damage. Full, we need to let it hurt if we don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, uh, talk about tag soup. We just ate a whole tag feast. Yeah, this is uh, so far. Uh, but man, what so much fun! I enjoyed enjoyed this. Just the camaraderie of being together and yeah. hanging yeah. out and like quote unquote deer camp in September. Like yeah, you, can't you can't beat, beat that. this. Yeah, no, this you is, can't beat that. Awesome. And I promise tonight I, I will hold out. Yeah, we already told Jeremy like that first doe that pops in the field that like <laughs> don't blow the whole field out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just wait. <laughs> but I tell you, man, if she's still there at light, right before first last light. I'm, she's getting it. Then you're gonna feed them. Yeah, I'll yeah. feed them. Feed them. Feed them. Bill, best of luck to you. 
Boy, hopefully in a couple of days we, we, we yes. see an elk down out there in Colorado. Our buddies at Pertnier Outdoors are out in Colorado right now chasing elk all over the mountain, and I think muleys. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's solo. Or no, I, th- I think someone is going. No, no, he, he took, um, was it, is it Sean? Uh, the guy that we went to attack with? They call him Tard. I, don't, okay. I, hate, I hate calling him that because I feel like it's disrespectful, but he's totally fine with it. <laughs> but he's yeah, probably he, a nice guy. He, he, yeah. Oh, he is, and he, he has tremendous success out there, and uh, so Billy's going to be with him. Uh, in his in his pocket nice. most of the trip. Good. So I'm hoping those guys are able to arrow something. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like I said, we're we're getting that warm up phase. Like I said, this is a, a marathon, and we're just kind of at the the starting gates now, and we got a little jump start over everyone else. But like, we got a lot of season to to cover, and hopefully a lot of uh, good things for the. 2021-22 season. Yeah. Jim, you got to get new boots. Yeah, Crispies. that's the other thing. You got to get some crisp. Honestly, did, you'd I be better with the flip-flops. I'd you'd probably, probably better have more water protection. Yeah. My boots are just over four years old. Dang. Wow. That's that one would have hurt somebody. Um, but, yeah, my boots are a little over four years old, and I am due. Man, those things were leaking like a sieve yesterday. So I was pretty dry. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I got stuck in some kind of what was that? Like, <laughs> when you, I was covered with. Did like you end those, up losing that arrow? No, I mean, yeah, I lost an arrow. I don't know where that. He went had to so many. I've never. I've had. I've had. A, there had to be ten thousand burrs. I've had on a burr forest on me before, but his was like he was painted yeah. green. These fresh burrs. I couldn't sit down in my truck when I got back into it. Like my pants were just like so stiff because of all the burrs. Like, yeah, it just wouldn't. Yeah, those pants might be trash. These Walmart pants, we all got them. They're I'm telling you, hey, that's another this, thing. Let's, yeah, this let's might plug be the best that. gear. Let's plug that. We might Wrangler. be able to. Let's get a Hocus deal with Wrangler, up. dude. We're, I'll shoot for Wrangler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, actually, you guys forgot who I'm going to shoot for. Twenty dollar hunting pants. Oh yeah. No, 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 don't, don't worry. Oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, oh. I know what he's getting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Oh, he's going to find it. Oh, if I'm out of them, I'm going to be real upset. All right, see if you guys can hear this on the other end here. Ooh, yeah. He's gonna bust through the <laughs> through the, the cabin. <laughs> what was the saying? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, is that Kool-Aid. what it was? the Kool Aid? Yeah, yeah. Kool Aid guy. I will say Kool Aid jammers. If if you guys are ever getting to the the hunting space and <laughs> need a pro staff member, I am a hundred percent down. Like, I don't know how many of these things I've, I've I've put down already on this trip. And also, we found out they're very flammable. So if you yep. put them in a fire, it's a good. Yep. It's a pyro putty. It is like pyro putty. Unbelievable. It held flame beverage. like I've never seen before. Pretty good. It was kind of frightening. That was the only thing lighting last night. Yep. Jeez. I think we're all rocking something a little different. I got my my child's uh, easy, easy Squeeze or Easy Go, one of those little pouches. Mm-hmm. been pounding those out in the stand. They're nice and quiet, calorie-packed. Yeah. Yeah. You need good food when you're in the stand. Mm-hmm. So I got nothing. Jeremy got knocked out by two oh, eight-year-olds yeah. yesterday. Yeah, geez. So... <laughs> So <laughs> let's uh, talk about that for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in you the video, post a picture of your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of your face. And, yeah, that's going to be the the tag for this yeah. for for this episode. So I was going to the bathroom with the Kool Aid Man on your shoulder. With, yeah, Kool Aid Man on my shoulder, and I <laughs> MMA mixed martial archery. I literally <laughs> getting ready to open up the door, and these kids just. I don't, they, they, I don't know. It's like their little playground. They had to drop kick the door open. Or yeah, something. they they were doing something and they just whacked that door wide open. And I wasn't. Steel door. I wasn't ready for that, obviously, because most of the time you're usually not. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I will be, but door just smashed my nose, and I was just. He bleeding. came back and he was bleeding, and it looked like you know, he was in battle. Yeah. And uh, we all we thought he was kidding until I saw his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we'll make a good story. Yeah, but yeah, so that's. That's yeah, that happened. Gonna find their parents. Yeah, I <laughs> I drop kicked them. I gave them sweet chin music <laughs> right afterwards. 
take this. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm excited. We're we're pumped. We still got some time left, and uh, hopefully. We could do a quick recap, and we'll add to this sometime. But if not, we're enjoying ourselves. Check it out. Uh, obviously, best of luck to everybody coming up this season. By the time this airs, it'll be one more week. It might be close to the... Uh, for your opening? Yeah, for like my for PA, opening. The that, early that section season. Of PA, the early season. Yep. Yeah. Might be really close. Maybe a week prior. Yeah, week prior. So we'll see. But we're excited. We're pumped. Tom, thank you for helping uh, hook this up and getting this going. Time, and get the gears going and gym and all that stuff so yep. antler up and that's a wrap for another episode of the antler up podcast thank you so much for checking us out and be sure to head over to antlerupoutdoors.com check out our facebook page instagram and youtube and until next time antler up